what's your favorite scary movie? Um, scary movie. Scary movie was the original title of this movie. Really? Yes. Huh. If you haven't figured it out now, this is a very special episode of the Dawson Dudes. We're doing a Halloween special where we review and dissect Scream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, or as it was originally known as Scary Movie. In case you think that uh, we've both suffered head injuries and have started referring to Dawson's Creek as a movie for some reason. I'm Brian. And I am Chris. And we're the Dawson Dudes. And we're the Dawson Dudes. We're the Scream Boys. You little bitch. I'm going to cut you up like your baba baba. <laughs> Sorry. That's not okay. the script was going around. It was originally called Scary Movie. Huh. Miramax changed it to Scream. Yeah, so this movie famously hit Hollywood and instantly Kevin Williamson became the darling of Hollywood and everybody was just like so incredibly impressed by this script. It started a bidding war. Oh, man. He sold this script for $400,000 plus a contract for two additional Screams. Oh, nice. And two additional projects to be named later. It was a huge Damn. deal. For Kevin Williamson. Yeah, epic. Kevin Williamson wrote Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Mrs. Tingle. Which he sold before he sold this movie. Gotcha. But apparently that movie went into production hell and just like- Turn around and stuff. Got lost. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just kept not getting made. And then it got made and people were like, oh, well, we didn't need to do that. Williamson was kind of like, like, I guess, you know, I'm not really- I don't know. He wasn't selling anything. Mm. He went to like Palm Springs and like wrote this movie- Huh. The script hit, and it got him Dawson's Creek, and I think eventually we was able to get Teaching Mrs. Tangle finally made, and he directed that. And then I know what you did last summer? Uh, I don't know. He may have... I feel it's like a similar color palette. <laughs> well, this movie launched like... Oh, yeah. A thousand imitators. A thousand copycats, yeah. Yeah, like, like on some like Pulp Fiction shit. And I get it. Like I haven't seen this movie in a while. Mm-hmm. This is a really fucking good movie. Script-wise, specifically, it's fucking bananas good. It's smart. It's funny. It's scary when it needs to be for a like almost two-hour movie. I would say. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that. No, like the runtime is like surprising to me. It doesn't feel like that at all. Like I was shocked of how good I was. Like, wow, this movie is really good. This is really well made. It's it's cooking, man. Like, yeah. And I get it. Like I was like, read the dialogue, and you're like, I get why this movie like just would wow. Absolutely. Studio execs. Absolutely. Like this would blow you away. This is like like reading a Tarantino script. Right. It likes movies. Yeah, 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 totally. It's like, oh, this is written by a person who likes movies. Not someone who's like, I'd like to write movies because that seems fun. This is doing what Tarantino does with horror movies. So Tarantino takes every movie he's ever loved, puts it in a blender, makes a movie, yeah. right? Yeah. This is taking all the horror movies that like Williamson loved growing up, mm-hmm. putting it in a blender, and remixing it and doing it in a self-referential kind of way. Early meta that we would see come to great fruition on Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then eventually, like, just every fucking thing ever is self-referential. <laughs> Everybody's waking at you yeah, all the time. Like, you just want to, like, tell, like, fucking tell me something? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Got to earn the reference, man. Talked about this, I think, on the first season of this show, but, like, I am not a standard horror fan. I don't 
watch a lot of yeah. horror Jeremy. And it's not one of my favorite feelings, but like the pacing and just like the entirety of this movie is just like sort of, so sort of instantly like draws you in and like the scary, it's not that scary. Like I'm not scared of fucking Matthew Lillard in a mask. Yeah, no. Or, or without a mask. Once you get invested in, in the pacing of it, I was just like, oh, shit, I'm really enjoying Scream right now. So it's directed by Wes Craven, which probably helps. Like, Sure. Because he knows what he's doing, has uh, some history of horror in his bones. You know, I've said that I am a horror mm-hmm. head. I watch a lot of horror movies all the time. Like, I, yeah, like, and I like listen to horror pod- Like, I'm in it. I love it. It's my favorite genre. This my shit. Of a film. This is a movie I haven't seen in a long time. I loved it when I first saw it. I think for a lot of people our age, Chris, this was the beginning of horror. Oh, for yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Like, Absolutely. Exploded the horror genre again, you know? I will say this is my least favorite genre of horror, like the teen slasher, teen slasher, slasher killer movie. Mm-hmm. Even though I mean, Hall- Halloween is one of my favorite movies. Right. Oh, I watched watched it the other day. But this movie can be done very poorly, as you'll see the Absolute. thousands of copycats after this movie, like Halloween H two O. It was a terrible, terrible movie. I remember seeing in the movie theaters. Oh man, poor bastard. Is it the Halloween? Is it a Halloween remake that ha- that includes podca- uh, podcasters that get murdered? No, Halloween two point has like I want to say Usher in it or something. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's she's all that. Or it's a uh, um, who does it? Ha- it has like you mean Nelly? Uh, no, uh, Buster Rhymes. Oh shit, but. Yeah, Bu- I think Bust Halloween, <laughs> H2O has a uh, bus to ride. Oh, man, it's it. amazing. Yeah, and it's it's just terrible. It's like it takes place in a school. Ugh. I can't even remember why anybody, like Mike Myers. Going, going to school or what Buster Rhymes is doing yeah. <laughs> in school. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't like why any of these characters are here. This movie, though, made a shit ton of money. I think they had a $15 million budget. They made $170 plus million. And didn't even need Buster Rhymes. Would be the highest grossing horror movie of all time until the recent Halloween remake. Oh, wow, really? But it adjusted for inflation, this still is. Still reigns supreme. Was that Rob Zombie? No, that's David Gordon. Oh, Green. shit. I think it's all right. I, I don't think it's as good as like the first Halloween, but what is? Is Danny McBride in it? <laughs> He plays Mike Myers. <laughs> the fuck are you doing here? I'm going to stab the shit out of you. That's my Danny McBride doing stuff. It sounds just like him. Thank you. We come from the same town. Tinseltown. Hollywood. 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 Go back to I don't go back to I don't know what episode to uh, get the origin of Hollywood Hollywood. This was a huge hit. No other screen would ever make that kind of money. Was, I remember very specifically seeing the preview for Scream 2, and um, Jamie Kennedy was much more prominent prominent in it, and I just remember, it, like, between Scream and Scream 2, like- Too much Randy. Uh, the jury came back on Jamie Kennedy, and, uh, sorry, pal. <laughs> I was like, oh. You were like, Jamie Kennedy, mm-hmm. you've been axed. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you're from the future. That's a good- Can I have that? <laughs> <laughs> good idea. I think Scream 2 is still good. I think I've seen all the Screams. Have you seen any of the other Screams? Uh, no. It's just uh, just the OG. I think 2 is still uh-huh. okay. 3, 
four is way down. One of them have like a like a cult aspect to it. Mm, I don't think so. I but think. there's one that's like on state, like done on like there's a play happening. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's and what like, I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so they like they wear like cloaks, like it's. I think it's like they're doing a Greek tragedy or something. Disappear up your own ass, scream. So I think it. Yeah. So it has that feel. Gotcha. Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of. News this year is there is a Scream Five. They're doing a Scream reboot with the original cast. The Cinco. Yeah. So they, uh, Dev Campbell. Uh, I mean, I think everybody's coming back. I don't know. I didn't see Jamie Kennedy. I mean, I but, feel uh, like you get, I feel like you can assume he'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Kennedy used to be like, man, too uh, busy, busy for Scream 5. <laughs> it's supposed to be 2022, Scream oh, 5. Maybe I'll go see that, just so I, I, I've seen the Scream uh, bookends, but not the uh, middle. Yeah, I think the cast's great. Like, yeah. Not only did this reboot the horror genre, it rebooted Drew Barrymore's career. And that's like the amazing, that's like the confidence of this movie, where they're just like, yeah, we're just going to have Drew Barrymore just like in the top five minutes of this, and then... Uh, and get right, started. it was done on purpose because they wanted to make it seem like totally Drew Barrymore is the star of the movie because she's the biggest name in right. the movie. But if you remember this time, Drew Barrymore's career wasn't really that hot. Was it, it, this is the bef- restart. This is like I think before Home Fries. Oh shit! And like all never, that shit. Never been yeah. kissed. Never been kissed. Yeah, none of that shit had happened yet. I think. Oh okay. Oh wow. So this really, I think, gave Drew Barrymore her second like. Coming. Way to go, DB. Yeah, now we all love Drew Barrymore now. Listen, it's man, it's, fucking, it's hard to be an 11-year-old addicted to blow. Like, I can I can only imagine. Because you just, like, God, Hollywood's so fucked up. Like, the 80s was so fucked up. You're just like, yeah, this, this, this baby could do coke. <laughs> Everybody's seen E.T. Drew Barrymore as a kid, like, the most adorable kid on the planet. And now picture uh, some... Fuck face who's just like, uh, hey, uh, girl from ET, you want to do a bump? And and her being like, her being like, I thought you'd never ask. The fact that like people would film her going to clubs, and like nobody was just like, get the get fuck out, out of here, you're a child, club, man. <laughs> like, you can't go to the club. Takes a village, baby doll. <laughs> fuck out of here. Go go home. Fucking uh, with Lionel Barrymore. Well, <laughs> the rest of the Barrymores. Yeah, so she would do this movie, and then the following year, The Wedding Singer came out. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. This really, like, was the beginning her, of... Like, her term as America's sweetheart. Yeah. Like a... Great yeah, like for a, her. Like a comeback story. Got got nothing but good uh, feelings for Drew Barrymore. Like I would say, great cast. Yep. Courtney Cox, great. David Arquette, Kill. killing it. David Arquette's Kill. killing that it. That mustache alone is, is doing yeoman's work. <laughs> a pre-goth Rose McGowan. Man... I think Rose McGowan's so hot. I think I remember seeing this and being like, dude, Rose McGowan is so hot. Like, you know, I thought Matthew Lillard would get on my nerves. Sure. But I think they balanced it just enough. You know, like you didn't, like, I think the character of Jamie, Jimmy Kennedy and Matthew Lillard could have gotten on your nerves. Totally. They gave you just enough. Yeah. Like they, they applied them judiciously. Yeah. But I will, I will, I will. I will also throw out that Matthew Lillard is decent in SLC Punk, and then uh, Skeet Ulrich. I think he's he does a good brooding he's, like character, like teen character, like heartthrob character. Just he's fucking discount early Johnny Depp, and he and yeah. he, he does the, he does that job well. Yeah, and then you know you gotta love the Winkler H Dubs, nicest man yeah. in Hollywood, coming in there, nicest man in Hollywood. Winkler is such a great call too because like he. 
you know, had not been the Fonz for so long and wasn't, re- he was like doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff at this point. And so just like, just a little wink and a nod. And he's such like a warm presence and principle that you're just like, oh shit, Henry Winkler. Nothing could go wrong while Henry Winkler's around. Some behind the scenes of the Dawson dudes. We tried to do a Halloween special before. Oh, yeah. And we had chosen Teaching Mrs. Tingle, but it didn't record. Right. So we couldn't put it out. So most I've ever talked about Teaching Mrs. Tingle and the, Tingle and I'll never do it again. So how, getting to watch this instead of that is such a relief. <laughs> like, like, this is so much Absolutely. better. This is like so. This is like a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made a, yeah, they made an actual, actual cinema here. Uh, let's get into our... Uh, breakdown so you know that's probably one of the most famous opening scenes of a horror Mm -hmm. movie drew barrymore home by herself gets a phone call from a stranger she thinks it's like wrong number peace out guy keeps calling back you know you get that famous line what's your favorite scary movie they get into a little conversation which is like she lies that she doesn't have a boyfriend which is kind of weird that is like why did she do that like she was like look at this Look at this girl. Look at this crazy. Just like well, talking to some guy on the phone. She don't got a boyfriend. He didn't got to know her business. Boyfriend. No, he seeing a boyfriend. A, seeing a guy. Like, come on here. Steve ain't nobody. He's somebody. He's about to be nobody. But um, it, it is it is weird right from the jump to hear the phone ring and then like uh, watch a young person like pick up and answer a phone. It's not my first. It's not my. Yeah, it's not my first instinct. <laughs> the popcorn is great. Nice touch. Just building tension, showing us that as the tension builds, getting bigger and bigger. This first scene is a masterclass in filmmaking. Totally. Like it's so great. Even as somebody who's seen it before, you feel it. Oh, you get it totally. The sound. I had like my whole like sound system on with it. Oh yeah. And like the sound design is great. It gets you really into it. And Drew Barrymore is killing it like totally she is so good she is so likable instantly you definitely don't want her to get murdered yeah you definitely don't want her to get, but like she's she's so likable like you just like her instantly yeah the way she's just talking to this guy on the phone like she's just like the rapport that she builds for the just casual like, yeah it's like yeah a- this casualness yeah like just like this like real cool girl like she just seems like a real cool girl like, I'd probably give up murder. She's like, you know what? You seem real fun. <laughs> you want to go out or something? I mean, I killed your ex-boyfriend, so he's not going to come over. So, boom. I mean, yeah, what are you going to do? Hang out alone? That's a lot of popcorn, baby doll. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start fat shaming you. VHS. Those, like, clear plastic, like, containers. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, Videotron style. <laughs> yeah, like you would get, like, at a mom and pop video store. Yeah, it was just like, wow, I, I haven't seen that in four ever like what's that about those things are gigantic when blockbuster started doing the uh like just the blockbuster logo on all the boxes i was just like oh fuck this man i just want to pick up the actual uh, the actual box yeah and then the way the tension turns right when she finds out the like he could see her mm-hmm. oh yeah totally yeah and that turn she makes like she is doing some work here like she is doing a real great job it's this like instant switch flip because now it now it's like it literally has just become a violation of privacy it's just like a violation like yeah he knows things he's not supposed to know he's seeing things he's not supposed to see and it's just like the report just like goes out the window like just like the turn is pretty impressive one of the scariest things about being 
like home at night is when you have like this house that has a lot of windows and like French doors and uh. just a lot of glass is that people outside can see inside, but you can't see outside. Oh yeah, totally. Because of the way the light reflection works. Like you can't see outside, but everybody can see everything inside. And that fear of somebody's out there, you can't see them and they can see inside. Oh yeah. Is like just so great. And like, I think one of the things about slasher movies versus other horror genres is that a slasher movie feels very real because it's something Mm -hmm. that could happen, right? Totally. Like, I prefer like a more paranormal movie, Mm -hmm. but I know like that's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, So you're scared when you watch it or whatever, but deep down you're like, I I know like it's not going to happen to me. You can exit the world of that film at any time. But a serial killer, a slasher movie, it's like, this is stuff that happened. Like, this is some, like, Golden State Killer shit. Dude, the whole Golden State Killer thing, like, it's just harrowing after harrowing stuff. And I literally heard uh, Rockwell's, uh, I always feel like somebody's watching me last night, and is like, was considering that, or it's like, feeling like you could have eyes on you at any time, and is like... I mean, I'm not doing anything weird or nothing, but it's just like, you know, it's 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 fucking unsettling. Yeah, so this was inspired by um the Gainesville River River Killer, I think. Uh, uh the Gainesville Ripper, which is um Daniel Harold Rowling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, he's like a serial killer in Florida. Um so th- he was kind of the inspiration for the movie. Yeah. Your home is supposed to be the safest place. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And that somebody can violate that or somebody can see you while you're inside your home and you can't see them. Like one of the things about the Golden State uh, Killer was like he would like stalk and watch his victims. So he knew their their like routine. So he knew who when they would be in yeah. the house, when they wouldn't be in the house. And it's because when it's nighttime, somebody could just be watching you. They could be sitting right in your backyard staring at you. You wouldn't even Fuck. know. Uh, how fucking freaky is that? Ugh. And I know for a fact that they'd be up to no good because I'm not that fascinating in my like just in my living room. Right. I don't I, I don't do acrobatics or I don't practice juggling or nothing. So that only leaves one possibility. It's unsettling. When I was in I think like the sixth grade, my brother and I were visiting my dad and my mom and future stepdad were on like just on a weekend trip and the house my house got burglarized it was sort of an old house and made uh like creaky noises and shit but like Mm -hmm. before that it it was just you know part of the house but like for the rest of the time we lived there like i was never comfortable like never every time you heard a noise or something totally like i think it might have been like sort of the impetus for my intermittent years of insomnia because it was just like fuck are you gonna steal my genesis we were burglarized recently, as you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you're probably like, I mean, they're not dumb enough to come back. Like, what kind of right. fucking idiots would do that? Like, no, the smartest idiots, because it's just like, because you're just like, what kind of idiot would do that? But it's that idea that, like, oh, what if I was home at that time? Right, yeah. Would have, could have escalated from burglary to murder, you know what I mean? Totally. Or what if somebody else was home at the time and, like, somebody you love was home at that home and, like it escalated into violence like that's the fear right 
Yeah. Like it just it it just redefines like the borders of your safety. Right. Yeah. Now the place you felt the safest is no longer safe. Like now we have cameras up all over our yeah, house. Yeah. Like just to f- have that comfort feeling again. Yeah, and that's like that ends up being such a bummer because you just like you have to like create this like mini like mini surveillance state just to like restore some kind of comfort in the house that you you should just feel comfortable in. Yeah, the stuff that they steal that's replaceable, but you never really get to replace that sense of like safety again. So in the living room here, you'll see like the TVs on that blue screen. You know, remember that VCR blue screen before you put the VCR in? Totally. So that was, um, uh, Wes Craven was saying, like, he wanted that. To, it was like a metaphor to, like, this is the beginning of the movie. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, so he was playing with that idea. But, like, they build the tension in this opening scene so well. Every time he calls again, it's like an escalation of, like, threat and violence. Oh, when she starts, like, screaming at it when it, like, ring, when it rings more? That's... That's the shit. Yeah, it's so, like, they just build this tension just slowly, and then you have, like, the Jiffy Pop on the stove just, like, building also. Were you a stovetop uh, popcorn guy or uh, air, air, like, air popper? I've always been a microwave popcorn guy. I think every once in a while we would get the, the stovetop. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely never had an air popper. I, I've come to a realization in the last year. I don't think popcorn is good. Huh. Because, listen, the smell of popcorn is more desirable than the popcorn itself. Uh, like, when I go to the movie theater, you get the bo- you, you get inside, you smell the popcorn, it's like, oh, I gotta get the popcorn. You get the popcorn, you don't really eat that much popcorn. Uh, no, that's true. Are you a huge popcorn guy? No. Uh, I do enjoy a Christmas popcorn bucket. Oh, like, uh, we, we got that cheddar. You get the cheddar. You get the caramel, and you got the butter popcorn. And I don't really like the butter popcorn, but I'm all about that caramel and cheddar combination. I can't get down with a caramel, like uh, like a Cracker Jack or like a caramel popcorn, for whatever reason. Not, uh, just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I love uh, a salty, uh, sweet combo when it comes oh, yeah, to popcorn. Yeah. You know, here's what, listen, I get that. you get the popcorn at the movie theater, you buy a box of M&M's, you throw some M&M's in there. Keeps it going. Oh, shit, yeah. Keeps Hell it going yeah. a little bit longer. But if you're eating just straight butter popcorn, and people over butter their fucking popcorn. That's the thing. That's the thing that I don't like it. It's like it feels gross, like yeah. quicker. Uh, that's how like you're. That's why I'm like, oh, I'm over it. A couple handfuls, I'm done. Yeah. Then it's just like there's something about the function of sticking my dumb hand in like this giant vat of popcorn and then cramming it in my mouth that feels like barbaric. And I know we're in like a, a like a dark theater but it's just like there's something about the um like the method of ingestion that feels like overly gluttonous and i get self-conscious oh and we'll never do it again we'll never share popcorn again <laughs> not like that's never happening oh again. yeah yeah totally no, no keep your gu- we're not sharing popcorn and i got your individual popcorns you know yeah small yeah small popcorn for yourself strap it to your face like a food bag boom COVID 19 baby yeah um so this is the first time we get to see our killer, Ghostface. Not Ghostface Killer. Not Ghostface Killer, who does not appear in this, film. <laughs> this movie. But uh, the costume and the killer in the in the Scream franchise is known as Ghostface. Oh, I didn't know that. This mask is actually something they just found. They found it while um, scouting oh. for locations. 
And it's just a mask that is readily available. Which is super smart, like just, just to like establish a reality uh, of the of the film where it's like it's not a bespoke mask. It's something that anybody who wanted to murder people in a town could buy. I think the mask is based on the uh, scream. Of uh, the uh, painting. Yeah, fuck, Klimt, Klimt. Scream. Uh, uh, just trying to remember who painted the scream. Doesn't matter. I know uh, about art sometimes. Munch. <laughs> Fucking munch. Uh, no, yes. Yeah. Mo- uh, m- monk. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, that famous painting. Yeah, so then in the script that the killer wore a mask, and when during pre-production, Wes Craven was asking Kevin Williamson, well, like, wouldn't we just know who he is then by his clothes and his hands and his shoes? <laughs> And uh, Kevin Williamson like, was like, it's not my problem, was his response. That's and awesome. so they came up with this outfit for him, this kind of black cloak, which they at first were going to be, it was going to be a white kind of cloaky thing, but they're mm. like, that's not scary. No, it's like, yeah. it was a, a, did you escape from a fucking hip barbershop or something? <laughs> but uh, they went with this, the, the white on black, and I think it does look a lot better. Chris, were you there that... We that night we were in the park. Uh, in high school, uh, no, no, and, I, I heard about that. Yeah, so there was a night where me and all our friends, besides Chris, like there's like probably ten of us there, boys and girls, just having a little fun time in the park, hanging out. It was probably like ten, eleven o'clock, and in the distance behind a tree, we see this like scream mask come out and just pop its head out. Ugh. And then pop back. And like, it was I'd one of move. those things. I'd fucking move. Where like one or two of us saw it first. And they're like, hey, did you guys see that? Right. And, like, uh, and then like it happened again. And we were all, we all saw it. And it freaked the fuck out. We were like, holy shit. You engaged your fight or flight response and flight was the answer. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I think we just got some adrenaline. So we started running after them. And then they, they ran away. Huh. Wow, ballsy. But then as he was running, we like figured out who he was just by their clothes and Right. <laughs> just wearing his basketball jersey. Yeah, so we like figured out it was like obviously somebody who went to school with us or just fucking around. But sure. um yeah, but it, for a second there. Oh, so all it takes is that second where you're like Oh like, are we gonna be some on some copycat killer shit going on here? Or like I'm in the fucking movie. <laughs> but like it goes back to that thing where I told you if I had to spend a night in a haunted asylum uh-huh. For a thousand dollars, I would say no. Mm-hmm. But if you told me five hundred dollars each, and you'd get one friend, oh yeah, easy. I would say yes. Yeah, like the level of fear goes down because it's like, oh, there's ten other people here with me, and so like, oh yeah, I, like ten against. Well, I mean, even if it was ten against two, I have a good shot of either beating this person up or getting away. Even if it was a literal ghost, you'd yeah, probably, you'd probably still make it happen. Right, so like the level of fear for the first like ten seconds was high, but then it like drastically went down because it's like, wait, I got like ten other people here with me, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like it's practically a football team. Yeah, so uh, Ghostface here gets a hold of Drew Barrymore and like stabs her in the chest. So there are two scenes here. Um, when they first did the cut of this movie and it went to the ratings, they wanted to give it an NC seventeen for violence. Oh, jeez. Which, like, if you watch now, it doesn't feel... I mean, we're, we've are we gone through Saw and, like, yeah. all these, like, gory, gory motherfucking movies. 
I mean, the 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 guts thing is like for the time was definitely like, oh shit, they went there. But like beyond that, it's it's. I mean, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, but the scene where like he stabs Drew Barrymore, they didn't want that, and so Wes Craven was like, we only did one sh- one take. Oh shit. So that's how they got away with it. Um, I guess they did go back and forth with the ratings people a lot on this movie. Just right. They really did want to give this movie NC-17 for violence. Yeah, so her parents come home. There's smoke everywhere from the Jiffy Pop or the popcorn. And the daughter's missing. And this is one of the most frightening things. The mom picks up the phone, and Drew Barrymore has the other line in her hand still. And she can hear her daughter being killed. Oh, yeah. No, fuck. That is harrowing. Ugh. That is horrible. And she's like those whimpers and shit. Ugh. Yeah, and she's just like, I hear her, I hear her. Awful. And then the dad goes outside, and they had, like, strung her up on a tree. Like, oh, my God. Ugh. These guys are fucking crazy. Listen, I'm not saying, uh, you know, some murderers are better than others, but, like, the more time you spend with a body post-death, like, doing stuff with it, the less a pal of mine you are. Yeah, this opening sequence is, like, fucking crazy. It's so good. All this adrenaline's coming, you know, from this just like, okay, we're in it now. If you enjoyed the last 10 minutes of what's happening, you're going to love the movie. You're right? Like, this is the vibe. Get into it. Yeah. Cut to Nev Campbell in like a Golden Girls pajamas. Like, she's got like the oldest lady pajamas on. Like, what is she wearing? Did like Shirley Temple like seduce dudes with that when she got older? Like, I I get the... I, the costume idea where it's just like this is just like small town usa and she's like and she's like pious and yeah, she is like a virgin yeah but it's like a, a little too on the nose the shock was oh we thought drew Barrymore was gonna be our main character but she is not she died in the first 10 minutes and now right. we meet uh sydney uh played by nev campbell who is our real main character party of five was out by this point right yeah party of five was out okay she was a known entity at this point got it and her boyfriend billy do you think Kevin Williamson has a thing with billies? For billies? <laughs> like, <laughs> for like for like dirt slight dirt bag billies like billies. Like, yeah. There's some dude named Billy that like crossed Kevin Williamson like Dude, I could to- I could totally I could totally picture him like like in a bar had like tied one too many on and like just at some point like mumbling to someone near him just like, "You know who's your assholes? Dude dude's name's Billy's." I hate, I hate every one of them. Yeah, so we get Billy, who is this, like, brooding teenager. Who wants it. <laughs> yeah, so he's uh, dating uh, Sydney. Come and on. We find out Sydney has a underwear always on rule. And they're like, let's do, like, just above the clothes stuff. Like, very teenagery stuff, except, like, totally. they look so old. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's, there, it's kind of like, goofy. Yeah, there's, like, a bit of, uh, like, cognitive dissonance where it's just, like, I mean... Why don't you two adults just fuck each other? <laughs> yeah. These two 28-year-olds are just like yeah. heavy petting. <laughs> uh, you, stop stealing uh, some old lady's lingerie. You, uh, just have sex with her. But just as things get a little hot and heavy, she kicks Billy out before he leaves. And hey, like I didn't really think about this when I was watching. Like This whole like in the window, out the window thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, maybe this is a little Dawson's Creek later on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Wait. Are you saying what I think you're saying as far as the fate of Joey Potter? Or am I saying the fate of Dawson? 
because it's Dawson's house. Skeet Ulrich is going to murder Dawson? Billy's going to come back and murder Dawson. Listen, you thought I wouldn't be back. Mostly because I forgot how to get here. But here I am. Billy, to exact my revenge. So maybe, you know, little Dawson's Creek here. Like, yeah. Well, foreshadowing for Dawson's Creek. But before she le- he leaves, Sydney like flashes him. And he's like, you tease. Uh, and then in his head, fucking nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think this movie came out at just the right time where cell phones weren't pr- prominent enough where oh, everybody yeah, totally. would have them, yeah, but they yeah. were but they were prominent enough for them to use it as a device in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's, yeah, it's like that. That's that like, weird liminal. State. Yeah, like like you would know like one or two people who had a cell phone. Maybe I knew I knew pager people. <laughs> yeah, most of us had pagers, but like. You know, there was always one or two people who had a cell phone. And it was like post uh giant Zach Morris uh, uh phone. Yeah, it was post but like phone. you see it later on where like a character has a not as big as Zach Morris but like close. Right. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm going to go back to that. It's a good look. Giant cell phone? Meh, fuck it. Why not? Yeah, I glue like three like iPhones together. <laughs> yeah, so next day at school, uh all the press is out. Everybody's heard of the murder. Um, everybody except our little crew has heard of the murders. Like, what's everyone talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Def Campbell's just like, what's going on? What's going on? I, I was asleep at 930. <laughs> Deputy, Deputy Dewey's uh, going to be around. Yeah, we get our first glimpse of, uh, is her name Gail? Yeah. Man, Kevin Williamson, just like- hey, man. These are white people's names. They're who I write about. Like, the newscaster is Gail. You know, he just like keeps yeah. her for, you know, she's just telling us, I'm going to write a story about Gail. Yeah. Gail's and Billy's stories don't end here. No. They begin here. This is the origin of Gail. Or just a, as, a, as a concept. <laughs> yeah. So Gail, played by Courtney Cox, looks like she works like some kind of like inside edition kind of current affair tabloid TV show. And then we get our introduction of Rose McGowan's character, mm-hmm. who is. What is her name? Joey. <laughs> Tatum? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we get Tatum, played by Rose McGowan here. Maybe the most, like, 90s kind of name to name a lady. Tatum? In high school. Yeah. Something feels I've very I've never heard of Tatum before, but Ch- Channing Tatum. But that's a last name. What of Tatum O'Neill? Oh, yeah. Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay O'Neill. <laughs> For, for, for bad news bears. You know, Tay-Tay O'Neill. I guess, you know, the police have come and they are going to question every single student, I guess. Who'd you murder? Yeah. They bring in Sydney and this is our introduction of Henry Winkler as the principal and Deputy Dewey as the deputy. <laughs> he played himself. Uh, played by uh, David Arquette. Is David Arquette like the like weirdest person to like beef? famous for acting for a little while well the like, arquette family i mean it's weird but he's also you know part of the arquette family yeah, which is like d- a family of actors yeah yeah i think he played a lot of weird characters i don't know if he's weird i feel like he has to be and didn't he do like wrestling for a while yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a WCW champion for a brief period <laughs> yeah no but like the weird he is is like bizarrely specific. It's like it's not like a play on any kind of archetype, archetype. Um, it's like, like very every... punny, Chris. Very punny. I'm really disappointed in myself. But like, 
I will say every time I've seen I see David Arquette in a movie, all I can think is like, is this good? Like, is he doing good? I'm trying to think what other movies he's in. Airheads, that wrestling movie, the movie version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Dave the David Arquette story. This is a vanity project. I think he has a likability. In real, like in real life, he seems like a likable guy. Like he doesn't, like he's not like, like he's not scary. He seems like he's easy to get along with. I don't know. He has this kind of like just a guy, like, you know what I mean? He has like sure. just a guy vibe who happens to be a part of this family who is famous. Right. I mean, he could be a fucked up person. I'm not, listen, I'm not going to bat for David Arquette or anything. No, uh, I need you to pick a side on David Arquette. But uh, I think he does a good job as Deputy Dewey. That's true. Yeah, he's like, he harnesses all that like, Seems like seems like would be a good guy energy. Yeah, yeah, just like a guy who tries a you know has to try a little extra hard. And then now we get the introduction of Matthew Lillard's character. Um, his name is Stu, and we get Jamie Kennedy's character Randy. Yeah, so we meet these two new characters, and we um, we find out earlier that like in the last scene that like. Sydney's mom was murdered last year. Yeah. Big bummer. Uh, yeah, this is a rough year. Like, yeah, we meet the Stu character who is just like rude and like, you know, just making fun of everything. Like, he's like the jokester. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the fun one. So he's kind of like an asshole. I f- find more and more that the people who uh, frame themselves as I'm the fun one t- tend to lean, lean more in that side of the spectrum. Yeah, it's like when somebody's like, "You gotta be my friend." They're really funny, and you're just like, "Oh, he's just oh asshole. yeah, oh your 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 mean friend." Yeah, he's this is a sh- shitty person. And then Randy, we find Jamie Kennedy, who is this like kind of like the nerd of the group. Yeah, and seemingly doesn't seem like anybody in the group likes him. It's it's like it's a weird thing. I was like, I was watching it. And it's like he he feels like he's like on the outskirts of the group. It sort of seems to just be bothering them. Right, because like. The group is so small. Yeah. That, like, and they're both couples. So it's like he definitely is, like, third or, well, now fifth wheel in it. Clearly not as fun as Stu. So it's just like. And, like, they don't seem to like him. (laughs) Like, like they're always just like, oh my God, fucking Randy, man. Randy, why are you pretending to, like, be the murderer, Randy? Like, they don't seem to, like, respect him or think he would be, like, a good person. it's It's like if you. If there was like slightly different POV for the movie, you'd just be like, "Yeah, it's a, it's a small group of friends at this high school, and then there's like a like a like a autistic kid that bugs them about horror movies rules sometimes. They're mean to him. Yeah, they're like just kind of like mean to him. Yeah, it's like, well, they take the abuse that Stu ladles out, and the abuse becomes the abuser, and the abuse Randy. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, man. They live in a like really nice town too like that was the one like everybody seems to be like very affluent yeah. and like everybody lives on like acres of land it it vibes like uh one of those towns like north of santa cruz that like is always on those lists of uh like richest ta- best places to no, live like richest like little like richest towns like los gatos and shit they filmed this in sonoma county oh yeah fi- oh jesus yeah no totally makes sense that's wine. That's wine country, baby. Yeah. So if you're like outside California, it's like the region around San Francisco. It's where Skywalker that's Ranch not, is. Yeah, and so like, it is like people live on 
acres of land and vineyards. Yeah, it's where it's where wine people who like have wine companies like live. It's like where French Laundry is. Which, if you know, you know. Wink, wink. Yeah, if you don't know, we're not going to tell Man. you. Well, I will tell you it is not It is not a laundry. <laughs> and they speak English. Everybody's house is, like, huge. Yeah. They, like, probably own horses and shit. Yeah. It's always the measure of wealth for me for some reason. It's like, wait, you own a horse or something? A horse is a very royal animal. You yeah. Know? I think... One, they just cost a lot to begin with, but then to maintain, yeah, it's even more like the poor people don't get in the horse game. Yeah, horse, that's like, that's, that's rich people shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Unless you're a horse girl. Yeah. She wasn't rich. There's, yeah, there's always exceptions. If you've never seen Horse Girl, you should watch it. It's on Netflix. It's fucking that's amazing. Rad. It's really great. It. It's like a horror movie. Ooh. But it's not, it's not super scary. No, it like. If Chris can watch it, it's not super scary. True. We'll not argue. We'll not argue with that. Like that's the like if Chris can watch it by himself, it's not super scary. I am Christopher Rushless, and I approve that that comment. Yeah. So, uh, Sydney, Sydney coming home. I thought it was hilarious that she was like getting off a bus. I was just like, look at this twenty-five year old just like <laughs> on a school bus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, are you like a monitor from the county or something? Yeah, but like uh, she falls asleep. It's conking out. She gets a phone call, but it's just Tatum. Just wanted. To- girl talk hang out but yeah tatum's just like yeah, i'm gonna go pick you up in a little bit we didn't say this before but Sydney's dad is out of town for the weekend because of this like murder thing right. and then because of her mom she's like can i just like stay with you so she's gonna stay yeah with uh tatum after tatum gets out of whatever practice she's doing field hockey <laughs> question mark yeah but the phone rings again and this time it's our killer ghost face killer <laughs> never could get iller do you want me to bring the motherfucking ruckus? <laughs> yeah, and so she immediately thinks it's Randy, because, like, everybody thinks Randy's a dude. Randy, you ass fuck. Stop doing this. Randy, you know, you know, they just think so little of him that he would call a girl who just lost her mother to a murder last year and frightened her by doing this. Like, what kind of fucking monster do they think this guy is? I guess I don't think about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm a I'm a prankster in a vacuum. But uh, he's like, I'm not Randy, motherfucker. I don't know who Randy is. Who the fuck is Randy? Who the fuck is Randy? He's like, well, I'm on the porch. Come out. She comes out. He's not there. You just let him in the house. Everybody knows not to do that. You now know that he's a liar because he's not on the porch, <laughs> which is very scary. Yeah, but then she walks back in and then she gets attacked by uh, Ghostface. One of the things about Ghostface is he really sucks at killing people. He doesn't practice any of this shit. Doesn't seem very coordinated. Limited visibility. I'm sure that is probably one of the problems. Yeah. Like, that mask, I'm sure, doesn't give a lot of visibility. But he's, like, falling over stuff all the time. Like Who put that there? <laughs> yeah. Which just kind of makes sense, because he's just, like, a dude, yeah. right? He's, like... He's, he's not a real ghost. <laughs> like, Michael Myers, it's almost like he's superhuman. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know? totally. Where, like... He gets knocked down, but gets up right, right, right away, and like he, he's, he, a ch- he's a chumbawamba motherfucker. Yeah, there's almost something like paranormal about Michael Myers sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially in the later movies. There's definitely like he's got powers and shit. Right, like like that first one, it's more grounded in realism, but he's still like super strong and yeah, shit. Yeah, same with like the Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, he's uh, Jason's not in the first one, but like 
Well, the first one, it's his mom. So yeah. that was one of the things about that scene with Drew Barrymore. Like they play that little game, and he's oh, like, that's "Well, right, yeah. who? Yeah, who was uh, the killer in the first Friday movie?" And she's like, "Yeah, Jason." And he's like, "No, it was actually Jason's mother, Mrs. Voorhees." Yeah, yeah. So Sydney's getting attacked by Ghostface, yeah. as she does something that I don't think is a real thing, which is calling the police on the internet. In 1996, is this something you could do in 1996? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure like the police could be called for something you were doing on the internet, but like, yeah, I've uh, that's it's absolutely nothing I've never seen. I have seen this multiple times in movies in the 90s. I've never heard of this before that you could contact the police this way in 1996. I, I just I just picture some like piece of equipment making like a buzzing sound in the precinct, and them going, "What the fuck is that?" Or you can do it for, like, deaf relay. But, like, why would she have, like, a deaf, like... Her mom was deaf. And it's a detail they cut out of the script. <laughs> I mean, they do... It, it does say, like, something on it. I think that's, like, deaf. Like, deaf like jam. Like, deaf jam? This, this, this uh, relay system was designed by Russell Simmons. Depotech? Deaf potech? Deaf potech. Yeah, it's D-E-F-B-O-T-E-C. Huh. Like, 911 dispatch. Like, I don't know. Maybe it is a deaf thing. But, like, why would she have it? Why, like, I've seen it in movies multiple times, and I'm just like, I doesn't, I've never seen it. This, like, maybe it's like an obscurely Sonoma County thing. (laughs) Maybe some rich people shit. Some more rich people shit. Like, I'm not picking up the phone. So before she could, you know, type to the police, (laughs) help, uh, help. I'm not in enough danger to where I can, I can't type. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Billy shows up and is like, "Hey, what's wrong?" Uh, Ah, he's like, "I heard some screaming outside," and. Decided to climb through your window, Joey style. Right. Joey style. <laughs> That's my favorite martial art. And as he's like holding her, a cell phone falls out of his uh, pocket or whatever. Um, you know, one of those uh, old school candy bar cell phones. They didn't flip or nothing. <laughs> it was just one beat. This <laughs> shit don't even flip. I'm a couple buttons away from being a walkie talkie. Get this shit out of my face. <laughs> and she is like, oh my God, he must be the killer. Because like, Nobody had cell phones, so he must be the killer if he has a cell phone. The coincidence is too too shocking, too. He's your boyfriend for two years, and you've never seen him have a cell phone, and all of a sudden, somebody's calling you on a cell phone, and then he has, like, it's kind of suspicious. No, like, in it- I get, I'm not, I'm not hating on Cindy No, a surprise cell phone in any relationship is is worth discussing. Right, yeah, even now, Yeah. yeah. It's like, what fucking phone is that? Yeah, but then as she's running away from him and um, running the door, great jump scare here with Debbie Dewey holding the mask. When she opens the door, you think it's Ghostface, but it's just Dewey. Dewey is Ghostface. And uh, yeah, Dewey, uh, pretty proud of himself. He caught the uh, killer, or so he thinks. I got him. <laughs> yeah, I got him, Chief. It's uh, time for a promotion for uh, old, old Dewey. <laughs> yeah, how about we be do like Sheriff Dewey? You know what? How about you guys stop calling me Doodoo, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> Just call me Daryl, whatever his yeah. name is. B- or D. Big D. <laughs> Sheriff Big D. Sydney is about to get into the ambulance when call an ambulance. Tatum gets home. And then we find out uh, Tatum is uh, Dewey's sister. <laughs> Fucking Dewey. <laughs> yeah, like a little funny exchange here where like, Tatum's like, prepares her away. She's staying with us. And Dewey's like, does mom know? <laughs> 
Uh, so, uh, well, we find out little Deputy Dewey's still living at home here. Hey, man, it's, it's trying to save money. Uh, Sonoma County's expensive. Yeah, it's, it's an expensive place to get a house, you know? And he doesn't have the, he doesn't look to have the skill set where he's making the big bucks at, uh... Gail shows up. Sorry to scoop the story, but, uh, nobody wants to talk to Gail. Yeah, yeah no comment. Tatum drives a, a VW Bug, like an old VW Bug here, and I was like, I can see Chris driving <laughs> a VW Bug. Have you ever thought about that? I, like, you'd be like an old school VW Bug guy? I, for a period of time, I wanted to be, I wanted a old school bus. Not recommending it be your only car, though. It's definitely, oh, yeah. like, a shitbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's uh, fucking garbage, but... <laughs> It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's a garbage car. <laughs> yeah. But it was like your second car. Yeah. And, and look at me rolling around. Uh, which car am I going to take today? Yeah. I mean, it's a very cheap second car. But I think you would look cool like a V-Dub bug or even a van. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. So they arrest Billy. Like they said, like, Sid, you know, I didn't try like, to murder you. Billy's dad says, just pull the fucking phone records and we'll find it out who like. It wasn't him or it was him. Like, that's all you got to do. It's just like fucking cops are like, I don't want to. <laughs> no, you don't tell us what to do. Tell us what to do? What do you think? Your taxes pay our salaries? This is also weird. They go back to the Riley's house, mm -hmm. Tatum and Dewey's house. Tatum has a bedroom with two beds in it? Yeah, for her farmer husband. <laughs> like, so weird. like, she lives in a room with two twin beds? It, it came like this. <laughs> I was thinking maybe it's a guest room, right? Right. But no, she's got stuff in there. Like, there's, like, personalized stuff in there. Like she has pictures up and shit and, like, stuff on the wall. You don't see every room in the house. Maybe it's, like, a, a Tatum-themed household. <laughs> it's, like, Tatum's fucking pictures are all over this thing. <laughs> like, why does she have a bed? Like, I mean, it's... Convenient. Like, maybe it's, it's, it's like, I have a lot of sleepovers, you know? <laughs> like, I don't like to sleep alone. Maybe they have... They had an older sister who went off to college or something. Maybe. And these rich-ass people made their two, two daughters sleep in the same room, even though they had other rooms. This giant cottage house only technically has two bedrooms. Or three. Yeah, but, but while Sydney is at, at the Riley house, she gets a phone call, and it's the killer. So now we know it's it can't be Billy because Billy's in jail. Where you can make one phone call. Woo! Which she does bring up later on. Yep. I detective the movie I already saw. Yeah, you're real smart. Also, why didn't Sydney bring her little grandma pajamas over? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I just, just, Those are private. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my private pajamas. I'll borrow some of Tatum's sexy jammies. Dewey runs out with his gun. Always ready, Dewey. Always ready. Shoot first, ask questions later, Dewey. That's how we do it. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so next day at school, Sydney confronts Gail, and we kind of get a little backstory on her mom right. that, like, Gail had published a book and, like, made a bunch of money off the murder of her mom, so that's why she hates Gail. And she's such a great writer. The, the storyline in the book is actually that Sydney had pointed to a killer, but Gail believes that he's innocent. Huh. He's innocent. Murder was the case that they gave me. Like Snoop Dogg. Yeah, so the um, city had pointed out the killer as Carter Weary, mm -hmm. who is played by Liev Schreiber. Liev, Weary. yeah. Like, what a tiny role for him, but I guess he wasn't the, like... This is pre-Ray Donovan. Like the 2000s, something happened to Liev Schreiber's career. Yeah. <laughs> Inexplicably, was just in a ton of movies. It was just like, we need like a, like a more Semitic Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo or Ruffalo? It's, I think it's Ruffalo. 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 
I mean, if you want to do it like in fake Italian, I think it's like, Ruffalo. Back in the old country, it was Ruffalo. Sure. What old country? Um, Narnia. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, they all roll their R's in Narnia. Lions and shit. Witches. Wardrobes. Yeah, so the next day of school is crazy. There are kids who bought the costume and they're just running around the fucking give halls. A shit. Yeah. They'll give a it, fuck. It'd be like in Milwaukee, like a bunch of people just showing up with like Dahmer glasses on, just like running around like fake forking at each other. Tasteless. Tasteless uh, Sonoma Or County. like, I don't know, like the day after Kenosha at school, like a bunch of kids like ran around with AK-47. <laughs> so just uh, uh, and like, for- like fake AK-47. Yeah, so... City runs into Billy. They obviously couldn't have been Billy, so yeah. But she's still kind of like standoffish around him. She's kind of weird, well, you know, know, which you I get. can't just like wipe it off. You know, you gotta you gotta ease out of like that mindset, even if cognitively you're like, ah, maybe he didn't try. To I mean, like, what what is he doing there, anyways? You know? Yeah. What do you want? Yeah, but we've also find out during this conversation that tomorrow was the an- will be the anniversary of her mother's death. Oh, that's yeah. That's yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a bummer. We get a little Winkler scene here. He brings those two idiots who dressed up as uh, Ghostface. Yeah. And uh, just, just like expels them. This guy is like, huh. you kids are fucked up. I should like fucking string you outside so that all the kids can see how fucking horrible human beings you yeah. are. But you're lucky. I'm fucking just expelling Fonz you. Fonz does not mince Don't words. fuck with the Fonz, man. Holy Here's shit. Here's the thing. Do not fuck with his sense of good taste and propriety. Yeah, there. Yeah, the Fonz has a strong sense of justice, no. and uh, and then those kids will be fine. They're Sonoma kids. They'll they'll uh, still get into prestigious colleges. You don't know, man. Maybe they're kids from the poor family. You know, their poor families still have to support the rich families in Sonoma. Just because they live in Sonoma, make it seem like they're rich kids. You know, no, the, all the poor families all live in Richmond. No, man, because they work there, so they have to drop their kids off at school nearby. You know what I'm saying? So you're, saying, so you're saying like uh, only poor people have this kind of disrespect? Listen, what's up? Poor people, they don't know how to behave. <laughs> it's not their fault. No goddamn. I'm good. not saying it's their fault. Sydney in the bathroom here. Some girls are like making fun of her. Sure, calling her her mama slut and shit. Yeah, hey, way to have a dead mom. <laughs> yeah, the school is awful. There's right. awful people at the school. Guilty of the crime, eleven to fuck. <laughs> yeah, so she's in the bathroom by herself, and she hears. Somebody whisper her name, Sydney. And she like does this thing where she like crouches down and sees if there are anybody in the stalls. It's like, that's gross. One. Yeah, don't be looking at me. <laughs> Two. Like, people quick lift their legs up. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Either- if I'm gonna try to kill you, I'm I'm not putting my feet down and letting you know I'm there. You think a, like a fucking toilet whisperer is like, his first day on the job? You know, he knows how to be uh invisible. Yeah, this guy has killed two people already. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And he's a little, he's a little spazzy around a uh, heavily furnished living room, but you know he knows what he's doing. I'll say this though: brazen to attack during the day. Yeah, yeah. At a school that's full of people too, like. Yeah, like this. This is getting sloppy. Which has to be the first clue that it has to be a student, right? Yeah. Like able to get in and off campus without being like, "Hey, where was that weird guy on campus?" Yeah. Student or substitute teacher. She she runs away, and the news crew gets a whiff of it. You know that like one students are you know just running around and mask yeah. and knifing around because of everything that happened today. They shut the school down, which is like that's crazy thing to do. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> this is the way you're gonna act. No one learns anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. First, maybe you should have you close your campus and don't let all these reporters I mean, just walk around. Hey, listen. Fuck, they walk. They, uh, they showed up. Free country. The facilities people leave a little bit to be desired. All the kids are just like, awesome. Cool. Like, I don't know how this okay. makes us any safer. Well, it'll keep you away from Murder Magnet Sydney over there. Principal Winkler over here. He starts hearing some noise, somebody knocking on his door a couple of times. But, uh... Gets a, a, a savage murder here. Yeah. Which probably has to kind of point out that it's got to be a student, right? Like, yeah. This this sort of savagery. Why would somebody just murder the principal, uh, you know, out of the blue? Yeah, the, the killer, obviously disappointed with not being able to kill Sydney in a bathroom, was just like, but I still got all this murder energy. I'll kill the fonts. I remember when I originally saw it, and it happened to a lesser degree, rewatching it, just like being generally kind of like, Oh, he wanted the Fonz to live. No, but but just like being more like, like take taken aback by the apparent like brutality of his murder, <laughs> or just like we're at the video store with uh, Stu and Randy. This is another like just nostalgia bump right here. We're just like oh, totally. I worked at a video store for like a month until I quit. Like it was worst job ever. It was like a mom and. It wasn't even a mom and pop. It was a small chain. <laughs> like they had like it was like like you know mom and pop, but they only had like but they had like three or four locations. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it was like they were trying to be corporate, but like obviously, yeah, it's like it's like the worst. It's like the they, worst. But they also rented out porn. So yeah. like you're not that corporate. Yeah. You know, you still got to wipe down those boxes every day. We would have a video feed of people inside the porn section because <laughs> you know people would like. Be weird and jack off sure. in there and shit. Listen, man, people jack off at the library, at the computers. People jack off in your uh, yeah, in your movie uh, store. I never encountered that, but I remember like working there. Some guy was like, "Yeah, yesterday when you were in here, this guy came in and he went to the porn section and he was walking around, and when he got to the gay section, he threw up." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I had to clean it up." Like, no, fuck, like, it's like, <laughs> listen. I'm almost uh, like 99.99% of the time, I'm not going to come down on a uh, company or corporation side, but I feel like you should be able to force that man to stay inside that building and clean up his own barf. <laughs> I think anytime you throw up, you should clean up your own barf. Yeah. That's, that's like, listen, if I take an Uber and I'm like super drunk and I throw up, I'm gonna pay the guy extra. Like I'm gonna be like, here, well, here's like a hundred bucks. Go get your car. Well, not, like I'm sorry, I fucked up. I I'm not gonna clean it myself because obviously I'm in no state of mind to clean just up. Just so you know, they charge you if you barf in someone's car. Uh, they press a button and Uber charges you automatically, like a cleaning fee. Yeah, but what if I have a fake credit card? <laughs> <laughs> So you're this peculiar kind of person who will slip a driver a hundy to clean up the barf out of your car, but screw him out of the fare for the ride you're taking. Yeah. I I mean, people are fucking complex. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I have my lines, you have your lines. You know, it's it's like there's no uh, hard and fast rule. Like people aren't, people are complicated and inconsistent. Uh, Yeah. yeah, So in the video store, Randy was telling Stu how. It makes sense that Billy's the killer. Right. And he, this is when he's, we get to know that, like, Randy is a big horror fan and knows all the tropes of horror movies. Yeah, has the rules. Yeah, there's the rules to the horror movie. And we get into the rules later, but he's just like, 
Listen, if they just watched horror movies, they would figure out who the killer was. Because this is all happening like a trope. Right. And Stu says, well, wouldn't you be the most obvious choice then? And he's like, yeah, I would. They definitely would. And I, and, I, and I will leave it at that. Yeah, but Randy thinks it's Billy. Sure. So it's, it's, And that's like classic uh, dateline shit. <laughs> it's a boyfriend. Yeah, it's always the boyfriend. It's always the husband or, or the husband, wife. Or husband, husband, wife, boyfriend, whatever. No one else care, cares about you enough to kill you. <laughs> it's gonna suck wrong. though when it's not. <laughs> and like, oh, when it's just like an actual like murder, just like a murderer. Yeah, it was just somebody else, and like, yeah, you, they're they can't stop investigating you, and you just lost your wife or husband. Oh, and totally, you, yeah. and you have to keep reliving it and shit. Well, it's, it's, it's usually like, yeah, it usually is, but it's not this time, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, if you flip a coin fucking 50 times, it doesn't affect the 51st flip. So uh, the whole town is under a nine o'clock curfew. Everything's shutting down. Dewey's on the case. <laughs> Stu has decided, like, you know, he's going to throw a party. Which is like, because, like, why not? Hey man, school's out. School's out. Like you got nothing else to do. Why not have a party? And Stu seems to have very limited uh, ideas of you know things to do with life. Well, they also live in like Sonoma County. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. It's like it, not a lot to do. Here's the thing: if you think the suburbs in Southern California are boring, oh, buddy, let me take you to the suburbs in Northern California. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's just like. If you, as we see here, like Stu lives in a like acres of land with nothing nearby, wow. and like you know, just like in these COVID times, these young kids they'll give a fuck. They'll fuck. They're gonna party still. Yeah, bump uglies, son. Youth is a short time, you know. They don't want to waste it. Burn brightly, my friend. We were like sixteen. We probably go go to parties. Hell and shit too. yeah! So Stu is throwing a a pretty big rager. One of the weird things is, you know, Dewey decides to. <laughs> go to the party and check it out to like make sure people are safe but he also like brings uh gail along which is like well that's really weird but you know hey i'll take you to some teenagers but you know hey do we need love too you know i get it it'd be the laughing stock of the town you know this new girl comes into town you know yeah you, you take her to a rowdy party. You like you pit high school party. You, you pistol whip a kid if he gets insolent, and you're like, "See, I run this town." But Gail's whole plan is to plant a giant, giant fucking camera. <laughs> uh, yeah, is there a uh, ficus to hide this behind? Yeah, it's definitely not a spy cam. Right. I want you to know that there's a camera here. Tatum goes into the garage to get some more beer. Hell yeah. Tatum is your classic, like, blonde horror movie, like, equivalent of a red shirt. Sure. She's just made to get killed. Like, she's the only reason she's in the movie is to get killed. Well, and to provide this, uh, like, previous, like, 60 seconds before getting killed. Right. There's all that, like, there's always, like, the blonde who's just there for titillation and then gets killed. Yeah. And, 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 uh, her titillation gets forced back on her uh, morally, so now she has to die. So she gets attacked by Ghostface and, like, decides to crawl out the doggy door. Hey, man, I don't she's know. A, she's but not, here's the she's thing. not an improviser. 
she was kind of doing pretty good against Ghostface. Yeah, like she she really should have engaged the fight part a little more. She had she had a she had it going. She could have broken one of those bottles and just stabbed him. I I I blame the socialization of uh, young women in this society where she's like feels like she can't uh, like go toe to toe with this guy. But again, at the beginning, she's like, "Randy, what are you doing?" Like everybody, th- like one, they're trying to move us towards that. It's Randy because he's fucking crazy. Sure. And like is in love with horror movies and like nobody likes him, so he's gonna kill everybody. Sure. As she crawls through the doggy door, Ghostface clicks on the garage she door to crawl through the doggy door. Yeah, and like cr- it crushes her as it gets Oof. pulled up. What a way to die. I remember this, like, death being like, oh, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's because, like, you can't, without, like, a medical degree, you can't quite comprehend, like, what it is that's happened in her body, like, what's severed in her body, but it's probably, like, I don't know, her spinal column and, like, brainstem. But yeah, it's, like, fucking gnarly. Yeah, it's like she just got, like, crushed to death. Yeah, it's like. That's some gnarly shit. Like I remember being like, "That's a gnarly death." Like I don't like that. Then I got then I got to like sit there and feel bad for a little bit for like looking at her nipples through her shirt because she's now a person to me. <laughs> so after she dies, some people are leaving the party. Billy shows up. Billy takes Billy, Billy and Sydney go upstairs to have a conversation about how I guess she accused him of murdering, trying to murder her. I feel I feel like this is a speed bump in, the, in their relationship that needs to get ironed out. This is when Randy starts talking about the rules. There's rules to survive in the horror movie. The first rule is you got to be a virgin. Sex is bad. Sex is immoral, and you will die if you have sex. Sure. The second rule is no drinking, no drugs. Yep. Uh, immoral. Again, back to the immoral. If you sin, you're gonna die. Oh yeah. And number three is never say, "I'll be right, I'll back. Be right back." Yeah. And which then Stu gets up and is like, I'm going to go get some beers. You want one? And he's like, I'll be right back because Stu is such a joker. Because he's fucking fun. We find out that like the camera she planted, there is like a wireless camera they're watching from the van. But we also find out like- The not at all suspicious van. There's a delay in the video so feed. So they're like 30 seconds behind or whatever. Yeah. So Deputy Doug, they, like Deputy Doug knocks on the door. Or the door to the van, and they get scared. And Doug, <laughs> Doug, I keep saying Deputy Doug, Deputy Dewey, Deputy Dewey. Hey, man, I get it. Yeah, Deputy Dewey, Deputy Doug is another fucking Dewey, like, Dewey. thing yeah. that he stole from Scream. This guy can't stop stealing himself. Is anyone called Dewey a homosexual in this movie? <laughs> I'm sure Tatum does in the, in the draft somewhere. Yeah, they think it. <laughs> yeah, Deputy Dewey asks if Gail wants to go for a walk to go see an abandoned vehicle. <laughs> Like, I mean, it does. It seems romantic. It's not quite up to, hey, do you want to go to the dump and shoot some rats? But <laughs> it is close. Uh, there's a great joke here where Dewey's like, do you know what that constellation is? And she's like, no. What is it? And he's like, I don't know. I was asking you. <laughs> I've been trying to become interested in astro- astronomy, and, and I thought you'd give me a little little bump here. <laughs> a little funny joke. That's yeah, fun. Cute little Dewey. Oh, Dewey. Maybe not all cops are bad. <laughs> Just a few bad apples, Chris. <clears throat> like the boys are watching Halloween downstairs, and it's they're kind of like referencing what's happening upstairs. There, there's a sex scene. It's like mirroring the scene that's happening upstairs with Hell Billy yeah. and Sydney. Yeah. So there's all these like little fun things that are happening. You know, 
Yeah, fucking. Yeah. Like, that's pretty intense makeup sex where it's just like you have to, like, apologize Losing for thinking Losing your virginity tomorrow's... makeup sex is, like, yeah. the ultimate after, makeup sex. After after squashing your I wasn't trying to murder you beef. Yeah. Um, but I do think, like, all this, like, referential stuff that was happening in the movie, in 96, like, it was just, like, special. Like, you didn't oh, really... Like, People yeah. didn't break the fourth wall, and if you watched like a ghost movie, nobody in that movie ever saw a ghost movie before. You watch a zombie right. movie; zombie movies don't exist in that world. Like, so there's always like this like person who's always like, "It can't be a zombie. I don't even want our zombies," you know. And you yeah, spend like, like that's like, a made up word to me. Like you spend an hour of the movie with all these people who don't believe, you know, and it's just like it's like I'm talking to fucking aliens, man. Yeah, it's like. No, but you saw it. Like, like something's happening. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, so you always, there's always this, like, having to convince people because they live in a world where, like, they've never seen a movie. Like, as sort of wishy-washy as I am on, like, meta stuff, I do, like, when that sort of mindfulness started developing in TV and film where it's, like, you could acknowledge that there was a world that, like, characters existed in that was real and would obviously have had those kinds of movies. Yeah. Because, like, when you fill out a world like that, it makes the creators be have to be more diligent in telling the story because you can't just, like, stick it all on. Like, no, I don't know what any of that is. Well, yeah, and I think putting a slasher movie in the real world is just scarier. Totally. I think one of, the, like, the arguments when you're, like, watching a horror movie, it's just like, oh, why would you walk downstairs? Because they live in a world where it's like, you just, you do that stuff where, like, well, now you're having a movie that calls out the characters for doing all the stuff you're not supposed to do. Right. And one of the things we find out later is, like, the killers are both, I mean, we find out that right away that the killers are also lovers of horror movie. Right. To know horror movies enough to know that, like, it wasn't Jason in the first Jason. It was J uh, his mom, you know? Like, these people are, mm -hmm. like, experts in horror movies. And that's how they're using horror movies to get away with murder. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you see, you can you construct, construct this labyrinth of horror reference. Yeah, so Cindy does the one thing you're not supposed to do. Rule number one, she loses her virginity. Just throwing in her pooper. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> You're 16 in this movie. What am I, Rudy Giuliani? Hey. Um, have you seen the Borat movie? No, but I mean, I read about it. The girl who plays his daughter well, is really fucking good. That's what I hear. I hear she's like fucking like amazing at it. Uh, so after they have sex, they're talking again about the murders, and all of a sudden, Ghostface shows up and stabs Billy. Billy? So, poor Billy. Poor Billy. I mean, at least he got to have sex before he died. Yeah, I mean, you know. Like, if I had to go out, there's worse ways. Yeah, thanks for letting me uh, finish. Yeah. Yeah, could you imagine if you like, coitus interruptus, you know? The fuck, man? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Let me finish, hey, man. man. I thought you'd be done already. I know that voice, you idiot. Uh, Ghostface is going after Sydney. Sydney. So she runs outside. The news guy gets killed. <laughs> like... Yeah, and you know what? Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. All right, who cares about this guy? Dewey shows up. Dewey gets stabbed in the back. <laughs> Way to go, officer. Yeah, so, they, uh, listen, like you said, Dewey's not great at his job. But he's not a terrible person. No, I don't think he's a terrible person. Doesn't He's not like the other police. 
He's <laughs> one of the good ones, Chris. One of the good ones. Good ones enable the bad ones. The system's rotten from the core. <laughs> there are no black people in Sonoma County, so like... Eh, I mean... I, I, they're none like, of this movie. Were I a betting man, I'd I, I put money, <laughs> put decent money on that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So is he a good person or has he never been tested? I don't know. Right, yeah. It's just like... Um, <laughs> Just a, yeah, it's like, I don't know if I'd be nice to an Eskimo. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I started to think, I never met one. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'd be mean to an Eskimo. I don't know. <laughs> maybe like I'd find some like weird evolutionary thing where I was just like, be, bully, bully this guy. Yeah, so Sydney running away from, uh, she, she, she grabs uh, Dewey's gun and uh, Randy and Stu run up. And they're pointing at each other as the killer. Right. Stewie's just stewing it up, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like Lillard always gets a like a full Lillard moment in any 90s movie. City's like, fuck you both. She locks the door on both of them. Smart move. Should have shot both of them. Fuck it. <laughs> Personally, that's what I thought. Personally, I would have shot both of them. <laughs> yeah, bam, bam. Yeah, figure it out. Not like in the heart. Not no, in the, the organs. Knee. Just, yeah, just blow their knees out. Yeah. That will like at least... Save me some time, right? Yeah. You guys can slap fight over who's the killer on the floor. Yeah. Uh, Billy comes out of the bedroom, bloody, rolls down. So, still got a little uh, jizz trail. <laughs> <laughs> Just, can we do it one more time before I die? Uh, but, I mean, I don't know how long I have. I, I've never died before. So uh. Billy tells Sidney to give him the gun. He opens the door. Randy comes in. And uh, Stu, guess, ran away somewhere. Yeah, fuck it. I'm out of here. Yeah. And he's like, Stu's gone mad, and then this is Billy's turn, where he's like, maybe we're all mad. Yeah, uh, is, uh, was that a uh, psycho reference? Yes, yes. Oh, we all a go a little mad sometimes? Yeah, tonight. it's yeah. just like, earlier in the school, I forgot to mention that there was a cameo, Wes Craven, as Freddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I've seen a lot of horror movies. I've never seen oh. a Friday the 13th movie, or, not, or a Freddy oh, movie. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Neither have I. Oh, no. I saw, like, two minutes of, of one and it like freaked me out so fucking badly that I was like never again I have seen <laughs> clips too and as a wow. kid to me that was like the scariest movie you could watch absolutely like get out of my dreams bro <laughs> like don't do that to me get yeah. out of my dreams bro yeah. like I don't like and that I, shit I will not be as nice as Billy Ocean you do not get in my car either so I never watched it and so to this yeah, day no, thank you. I have never seen a, a Nightmare on Elm Street movie it's like the one, like... It's the, the line you shall not cross. It's just like that one blind spot in my like horror movie like love where I've never seen Nightmare on Probably one day. I And then, like, I just never got into it. And also, it, it's not necessarily one of the, like, Gantine, like, slasher, but, I mean, I know there's a paranormal um, yeah, tinge to it. Because yeah. he's, like, goes in their dreams. But it's also yeah. just, like, not a genre I love. So, like, I also don't get to it sure yeah like my favorite are like you know uh like um what is that nicole kidman movie called um my life with michael keaton i know he dies so young doesn't he <laughs> isn't that the story uh, yeah he has like brain cancer or something he tapes himself yeah the others that's one of my favorite. oh yeah, yeah that's fucking scary Movie. No, yeah, I, saw, I remember yeah. seeing the preview of that and being like, nope, no, 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 no. I knew what the premise of the movie was, uh -huh. and it was still fucking scary. Nice. 
I will say Sixth Sense is one is like a pretty scary movie. Yeah, definitely. Like it's got like uh like M Night Shyamalan for his uh, successes and uh, excesses. Like he, when he's really trying, he can really do mood really well. I obviously like Midsommar. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, we talked about it on the show before. Yeah. Those are fantastic. I love those. Sure. Totally. I don't think they're that scary. Oh. But like, yeah, uh, we talk I about- won't, I won't relitigate this. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I will say like the last 10 minutes of Hereditary are bonkers. Sure. But it wasn't scary to me. Um, I think, like, I mean, scare, like scary- I guess it's kind of relative. Like I just, I found it, it was unnerving for you. Hyper, like hyper unnerving, and like it was like the the horror elements combined with like the family elements and like all of Tony Collette's performance. Yeah, like like combined into this like this new emotion that really, uh, as you know, we've talked about it, like fucking wrecked wrecked me. Actually, like just that movie <laughs> makes good. you like live in it, and you kind of think about it even afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, I don't know, but constantly. Like, no, like um, constantly. Like, yeah, it's an overstatement, but like, uh, like the for the first. But uh, there's this thing where like the movies I saw as a kid were scarier mm-hmm. because you're just more scared as a kid. Sure, you don't fucking know. Where now, like, yeah, I get scared for like the like maybe a jump scare for the moment, or like the yeah, I know something's gonna jump at this moment. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you get that that feeling. Mm-hmm. But they don't like sit with me the same way as like when I was a child and I saw like a horror movie. Sure. That like just sits you for like weeks and weeks and weeks of just right, like, yeah. I am not, I remember the first time I saw Psycho as a child. Oh, that, that mess, the, like, I, fucking take a sh- I couldn't take oh, a yeah. fucking shower. <laughs> like we had like the shower curtain and it's just like, no, yeah, I'll fucking take a shower without the shower curtain. I would just think somebody dressed like an old lady was going to come kill sure. me like for like a year. It's like, it's going to come at me, and it's going to happen when I least expect it. Yeah, yeah like Psycho totally. was, like, so scary when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's weird, because, like, it combines, like, a very, like, primary base-level fear. Someone coming, someone you don't know coming and killing you, with, like, this sort of twisted version of it, where it's just, like, a dude dressed up like an old lady, that, like, uh, and then becomes, like, an Oedipal yeah. thing. It's, like, such a weird... Uh, collision of themes that it can't help but like fuck with you. Fire in the sky. Oh yeah, yeah. I love a, an alien movie, but Fire in the Sky when I was a child was like, oh great. My yeah. parents watched. Let me watch this too young. Like I'm <laughs> getting abducted now. <laughs> it was it was fun. Like as a kid, where you you would genuinely like get that feeling. Well, nope, nope, too young for this. <laughs> you know, you want to watch it, but then you do watch it it's like mm, mm, mm. that's bad parenting <laughs> i saw lethal weapon like so, so young dude i saw mark for death like when i was like dude 10. i did dude i fucking did too because uh like what was i had like seen it with my cousin like my family was a big like un- we love under siege mm-hmm. and so and so you know you like dive, dive deeper into the uh the seagal catalog and it's like Mark for death, and like all this weird voodoo shit starts. And I'm like, I don't like this at all. This yeah, is there's weird. like bunch of tits in that movie too. Like, yeah, like yeah. that was, and that was like a total combination. Like Angel Heart with uh, Robert De Niro is another like voodoo thing. And it's just like blood and tits. It's like a real big voodoo thing. 
Yeah, and there's so much violence in that movie, too. <laughs> like, And, like, graphic fucking violence. Yeah, like, I was, like, like my cousin, who was, like, maybe, like, 14, 15, uh, like, took me to go see it. And I was like, nice. Ah. And even, like, I remember being in the theater and be like, no, I am too young for this shit. <laughs> this is, this <laughs> this is a real a, shit. <laughs> this is a real this shit. was not made for me. Yeah. Yeah, so this is when we find out that Billy is the killer. Yeah, yeah, because he did that voice thing. Yeah, and he shot Randy. <laughs> he shot Randy. <laughs> but as uh, Sidney tries to run in the kitchen, Stu shows up. So now we know two killers, which I think probably was one of the first times you saw this kind of- Oh, you got the, the dual, the, the like, killing partners. Yeah, yeah which ex- helps explain, you know, sometimes in slasher movies, the killer- is like supernatural and he could be um, everywhere yeah. at, any, uh, at any time. And you're just like, how did that happen? And in this movie, we, they try to ground it by, oh, it's because they had two killers. So like while Stu was in the living room, Billy could kill Tatum in the garage. Right. Yeah. And the first thing Stu asks when he arrives is, hey, did you kill Randy? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and this is like this following scene. <laughs> Matthew Lillard is like, uh, like a hundred to ten percent. Wes Craven was. They did like eight takes of it, and every time uh, Wes Craven was like, "Bigger, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking bigger." But I think it it works because Billy is so kind of like more low key, and also like fucking uh, Stu's like running on adrenaline. As we come to find out, like Billy has like seems to have some g- motives and like genuine problems where this seems more like an extension of like, ah, fuck it, this seems fun for Stu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stewie's like, Stu is like suffering from like major bouts of affluence or some shit. Yeah, no, like, like, I have no uh, sense of right or wrong, oh, so. <laughs> I, ca- I can't feel nothing. So we do find out that Billy's motive is because Sydney's mother had an affair with his father, which caused his mother to leave him and abandon him. Right. And he built, like, this resentment and, like, became kind of crazy because of it. Sure. Abandonment issues, et cetera. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. How old were you, like? Yeah, like, 13? Thir- no, like, he. Or, it like, was last 15? year. So, yeah. like, he was like, okay, get over it. <laughs> like, abandonment yeah. issues. You're three years you from, like, know. going yeah. to college. <laughs> like You could have been emancipated last year, <laughs> you fuckhead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they're, like, seniors. Because I think in, in, in two, they're oh, in college. Yeah. So they're, they're like 17, eight, like he, he could be an 18 year old. <laughs> no, yeah. If you, did you have a driver's license when your mom left? <laughs> then, uh, and, uh, like, pipe down. <laughs> yeah. They pull out, uh, Sydney's dad. We find out that they're going to pin the whole murder on Sydney's dad. They used his cell phone to do all the calls. <laughs> and so, where the fuck's my cell phone pin? <laughs> They're gonna shoot him and pin the whole murder on on him, and they're gonna. One of the things they're gonna do is stab each other, so they're also victims. Right? Yeah. Which is, yeah. you know, it's a solid. It's like it's solid in theory, plan. it's a solid idea. Yeah. Because why would someone stab themselves like this? Right. But like, um, you know, Billy Billy gets a little overzealous with the stabbing. Well, I mean, because he's the one who really has the heart. He has his heart in the whole deal. You know, he's stabbing for keeps. Yeah. I get an artery or some shit. <laughs> I do, do realize kinda, how... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I go. was just saying, just, I kind of really like love Lillard's performance. 
<laughs> I do too. Totally. Like, or you're just like, my, my parents are going to be so mad. <laughs> I was thinking, number one, I agree. I really, like, uh, it sounded like earlier when I was talking about him going bigger that I was complaining. No, I love it. I, I like the, I like this whole thing. Yeah. But, but the first few minutes after he gets stabbed, I did kind of realize, like, sometimes I think I sound like uh, stabbed Matthew Lillard <laughs> when I talk to people and am kind of sleepy. <laughs> uh, well, you do that voice sometimes. It's fun to do. Billy here says... Movies don't create psychos, you know, just referencing what everybody talks about, like... Right, movies, video games. Yeah, and this yeah. movie itself was in a little controversy that there were a couple of teenage murders sure. that happened, and they those teenagers, or their defense team, blamed it on seeing Scream as the inspiration right. to the murders. But, like, I mean, I'm... Fully honest, I mean, I've watched a lot of fucking, like, most people, yeah, yeah, right? Like, yeah. millions and millions of people watch violent movies, play violent video games, and most people aren't murderers. Can't stop. Won't stop. You know, you have to be, like, you are going to murder probably anyways. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's like, you can, it's like, it's a, uh, the view, if viewing could be like a comorbidity, but if the underlying causes, like, you know, you're a, mur- you're a murder person, then, like, you know, a murder person. Maybe Jesus. a murder, like, you want to murder, and yeah. then, like, you see a murder movie, and it, like, enforces that idea to you, but it's not like you were cool before. Right. Like, I was chill, then I saw Scream, and then I was like, that seemed fun. Well, they were going to murder at some point. It w- if it wasn't going to be Scream, it was going to be, like, something. Totally. Is uh fucking uh get the gun get the gun shoot 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 right yeah man shoot 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 get the fucking gun <laughs> I mean I will say there's an effect it sounds like shoot 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 but get the fucking gun get the fucking gun I'm from fucking England nobody has fucking guns here why would that be my recommendation I'd be like do some knife crime do some knife crime stab 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 throw some acid on people throw acid in their faces. I'm Aussie. That's one of those things that I'm just like, God, that's fucking barbaric. Yeah, because like the acid you just get, like, thing, get like, acid ev- uh, anywhere. Like it's so like barbarically premeditated too. But it's also like most of those attacks are against women. You know, sure. So, it's yeah, just, to like, just figure them. It's like a so like it's like these you're a fucking monster. Like yeah. it seems like a like oh you don't want them to die. You just want them to like live a life where they're like. To- yeah, to suffer and take away the things that you view them as having, like, over you. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Matthew Lillard is, like, just hamming the shit out of the scene. Yeah, chew that shit, man. And I like it. I'm into it. Okay, I like, you know, let, let, let a Lillard loose, you know what I mean? Yeah, so Billy, uh, Billy kind of, you know, like we said earlier, is a little overzealous and cuts a little deep into a stew. Yeah. He's not an expert in, uh, you know, human anatomy. You don't know what you're cutting in there. We think Gail is dead, but she's back. She's got the gun. And a copy of her book. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, once again, you know, Billy's able to, like, just pretty much take the gun away from her. Yeah. I was like, um, I mean, no disrespect, Gail. I respect you. But, like, how how are you going to let that happen? Well, they do do that thing that, like, it's that trope in a movie, you know? You talk too much. Yeah, he's like, hop, 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 hop. 
if I had that gun, just shooting. Bam. No, yeah. Uh, bam. <laughs> Go like Emerald in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, as he's about to shoot Gail, Sydney and her father have disappeared. They're just like, yeah, also, come on, guys. Get your shit together. One of you yeah. take care of Gail. One of you watch the fucking hostages, you know? Yeah, it's like, fuck it. Yeah, it's like, there's two of you, like, you don't have to be standing next to each other the whole time. Like, I get that you're committing murders together, but it's not together. You're not on a Mormon mission. Yeah, like, you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to, like, have a fucking rope tied around each other's wrist to make sure you're not out of each other's sight. Go, go, uh, murder stuff. But, like, the tables get turned, and Cindy rings the house phone, and she's, you know, she's like, I've called the fucking cops. You guys are in fucking trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I'm a big favorite for cops. They will believe me. Yeah, uh, I called Dewey. <laughs> Dewey's Dewey's on the ground. Stabbed him in the back. So I had to call the I had to call the real cops. Sorry, Dewey. Yeah, this is when like Billy like yells "fuck" and throws the phone at at oh, Stu, yeah. and he's just like, <laughs> you, you threw the phone at me, bro. <laughs> Give a fuck, man. Yeah, and he like picks up the phone. He's like, "Did you really call the cops?" My parents get to be so mad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stu. You <laughs> <laughs> can't feel bad for Stu here. Uh, he's I a, mean, I he's d- affluenza. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's, uh, he's intoxicated by Billy's uh, murder pheromones. Like Billy's will do that, man. Billy thinks Sydney's making a bunch of noise in the in the closet. He probably in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, she decides to put on the whole costume. <laughs> like, as uh, it's a uh, uh, completist, you know? It's like, I look silly if it's just like my girl clothes in this yeah. fucking mask. <laughs> but she then stabs him with an umbrella that she finds in the closet. And, like, fucking dis- discount murderous Mary Poppins. Yeah, and then Stu has, like, with his last bit of energy as he's dying, tries to attack her. But he's dying, and she, uh, Throws a TV on him and he gets electrocuted. That's amazing. Like uh, old CRT TV. Dude, those shit are heavy. They're heavy and they're dangerous as fuck. That shit will fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we're just talking, like, purely, like, weight. Like, you're going to break your fucking neck. But, like, if it's still got, like, the electric load in it, like, it'll fucking fry you. And that screen is, like, that heavy glass. It's not like that LED glass, you know what I'm saying? That's, like, that heavy-ass glass, too. Oh, it's like trying to throw trying to throw you through like a prison uh visit window. Yeah, it's yeah, but um we find out Randy still alive. Randy But then Billy, not dead yet, one more little jump. He starts strangling Sydney, but no. uh guess Gail didn't die either. And Gail shoots Billy. Yeah, finally cut the nerf. I know. You gotta do that right away. Pull a pull a fucking trigger. Everybody's gotta have a speech, you know? Yeah, pull the fucking trigger, baby doll. Let's go. Yeah. Randy, Sydney, and Gail are, you know, looking down on Billy and Look at this asshole. <laughs> Randy says you know, he says this this would be the moment where the killer, you know, pops up one more time. Ah yes. Yeah, so Billy does pop up and Sydney here is like quite a shot right in the head. I've been secretly like dreaming of that shot for longer than she I even think she would care to admit. Yeah, that's just some uh, John Wick shit. She goes all full John Wick on Billy. <laughs> Merciless baby. Yeah, so that's like the end of the movie. Um, you know, another thing, I think all the music is really great. Like the the soundtrack, they didn't go with like a um, traditional 
they didn't really go with a traditional like orchestral. Uh, how do you say that word? What are you trying? Uh, equestrian. <laughs> or- orchestral or Orca- orchestral. Or orc orc orchestral. 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 Yeah, yeah they didn't go with orchestral like um, not soundtrack. What is it? It's uh. Score. Score, yeah. Yeah. They kind of have this more like, almost like hacker score. <laughs> like, it's not quite like Fight Club. It's not quite right, all the way where into Fight Club. it's all the Dust Club. Brothers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, there is like a little electronic feel to the score. So I thought the score was pretty good, too. I think sound design in general in the movie is really great. I mean... Totally. In a horror movie, sound design is number one. It's even... I think more important than the visuals because I've seen a lot of like shitty horror movies that look, don't mm-hmm. look that great. But if you could get the, you know, the cues going right and the sound design right, it still can be like really scary. Totally, yeah. I, I always forget that um, the Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds song "Red Right Hand" is in this movie. That's also in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, so that's the movie. I really enjoyed revisiting the movie. Hell yeah, it was super fun. This Halloween season, like every other part of this year has been really weird and i'm not typically a like fucking halloween time but like you know it's spooky season yeah because i'm not like like a like a pod person (laughs) everyone's like got the memo that it's spooky season but yeah it's not typically my thing but like there's something about watching this that like put me in a like a positive fun scary mood yeah which is uh, light years away from the mood I've been in for, I don't know, months. It is fun. I think the movie yeah, is totally. fun. And it's not like scary. Like there are moments where you're like, like I think the scariest is the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, the Drew Barrymore sequence, I think is the scariest. Matthew Lillard is fun. He's doing his shit, man. Totally. I give props to him. I think Absolutely. there's just the right amount of Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, like uh, a good like total of I don't know nine to ten to fifteen minutes of uh, Jamie Kennedy or closer to ten is enough Jamie Kennedy for us all. Yeah, so like I think it's just balanced well. Every part of it is done well. Yeah, and I get totally see not just the horror movie tropes, but like the Kevin Williamson tropes. This is the beginning of the Kevin Williamson tropes, right? We get all all the dialogue, all the smart dialogue, all the like self-referential meta stuff is happening here. All the pop culture awareness. Yeah. And like putting characters in the real world, not just like a fantasy world where like people, like things that in the normal world don't exist. Yeah. And then we see like going through the window. That was happening right here. <laughs> you know, newscaster newscaster named Gail. Newscaster named Gail. Bad boys um, named Billy. This is like early Kevin Williamson doing his thing. Yeah, watching this actually kind of like reinforces parts about Dawson's Creek that I like. Just by virtue of the fact that like you're looking at a writer in Kevin Williamson who obviously like has like an aesthetic and it has like an idea just like an overarching like idea of what he wants to do that's larger than like this first sort of foray and just like the the premeditated nature of it like i just like it's it's not journeyman shit like he's like trying to get get to something yeah he definitely has a voice that's different than everybody else at this time and i could see how this script just blew up and 
Yeah, and being like, yeah, we'll give you a teen TV show, whatever yeah. you want. If it's about teenagers, yeah, like we'll give it to you. Seeing like you know Kevin Williamson, sort of the original at this in the mid to late nineties, like throws the sort of imitators into such like stark relief where this could be like from a teen dialogue generator. Yeah, like so much stuff reads so much clunkier than his his writing. I think it's it was pretty impressive. We reach Meta at Cabin in the Woods. Uh, meta, like yeah, yeah, peak, yeah. peak Meta, was Cabin in the Woods, right? Where it was just like totally not a movie I loved. I, I didn't. Oh, I mean, you know my opinion on too much Meta. Yeah, where I thought it was like this is Peak Meta. I don't love this movie. Yeah. Uh, I think it's all right, um, but you know, obviously, a lot of people love that movie. Right. I don't think. It gets better than Scream when it comes to doing the meta shit. Like, this is what you want. Totally. It balances it well. It's like, I just want to know that the kids live in the same world I live in and mm. understand the same things I understand. I don't necessarily need it to be even more meta than that. You could take a large portion of the meta stuff out of, out of this, and it's still a good movie. Right. And So, like, the meta gets added to, like, Actually, it like enhances the movie, right? But like the structure's already already sound. It's a classic slasher movie structure. It's like a whodunit, yeah. which is always fun. I I love, love whodunits. It. Me too. This only got a seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Man, fucking cons- consensus rating shit. Like, ugh. I even on the top critics, uh, I'm all, like, this is a ninety percent movie. Like, this is a. At now least. a classic. Totally. This is like a no, stacks up with all the all the uh, all the classics. Yeah, but I think like in terms of like these '90s to two, early 2000 horror movies, this is the best one. Oh yeah, definitely by far. Totally. And uh, I mean, this is a masterpiece. This is really really good. Like yeah. this is up there with your Halloweens and your oh. Friday the Thirteenth. Hundred percent. Do what? Like what? Just. Out of my own curiosity, like, what movie, like, 90s, or early 2000s horror movie do you think gets closest to Scream? Like, even though it's not close. Like, what Like what? What would it take second for you? The first, I know what you did last summer. Oh, really? Kind of does the best impression of Scream. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I haven't seen that movie since I saw that movie. I don't really think many like of these teen slasher movies ever get to this point. I don't think any of the Scream sequels get to this point of how well this movie is made. Even though Wes Craven directed all of them, none of them ever did the box office numbers as this one. I mean, like they just got wor- like less and less. It's really in a in a class of its own. Yeah, this time or at least for the yeah. at least for the time period. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a resurgence of horror movies in the last like. 10 years with Blumhouse especially coming out and totally. dropping like 50 movies a year. Yeah. Like <laughs> You want some more fucking horror uh, movies? Varying degrees of horror. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, like, I do think the the top level horror movies that are coming out now and have come out in the last, t- last 10 years are some of the best horror movies to ever come out. Mm-hmm. Ty West, like, I love all his shit. Like, he does uh-huh. some, like, great horror movies. Is he Randy West's brother? No, he's Kanye West's brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kanye West, Randy West's brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think really we're in like horror, like horror. Yeah, this is the best time for horror movies. 
Thank you for joining us on this very special Halloween episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will get back to Dawson's Creek. ASAP. Never again. Promise. <laughs> it's it's all, it's all screams from now on, baby. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do Scream 2, 3, 4, and eventually Scream 5, 2022. The, the Michael Jackson Scream single. We'll review that painting, the, uh, the Scream. Dave Grohl's first band in Washington, D.C., Scream. Then do Ice Scream. All right, that's enough of this. I've, I've disgusted myself. <laughs> I'm Brian. And I am Chris. And we're the Dawson Dudes. Love you, buddy. Thank you.